Everybody doing tonight? Taking heavenly light and glory light out of sight of your nefesh. What is nefesh? The Hebrew word in scripture for the soul of the flesh or the soul that is hewn from the earth. This perspective, guys, has transformed my vision. Being able to see the difference between the soul that is hewn from the earth and the soul that is hewn from God in heaven and rising to God in heaven as the children of the resurrection that were called in Luke 20, this has changed my life. Because now you can see progress. Now you can understand growth. And it's not going around a maze or Pan's labyrinth. It's not just terrestrial growth in the false, narrow way of just external disciplines, but you're still on the earth. You know what I mean? Lateral, flateral, flat earth Christianity. Flat earth Christianity. It's real out there. You know, it's true. <laughs> Holy ghost. One of these days, RLM TV is going to get big enough. We can begin to have other TV shows on our channel. You know, maybe like TBS, maybe host the Olympic Games or something. But I want to have a, a, a real-life documentary series. What do they call those? Docu-series. Yeah. Uh, a real... What do they call those things oh, on TV? Uh, oh, I know. A reality, reality show. show. I yeah, want to yeah. have... <laughs> I want a reality show. <laughs> Or you pay flat earthers to find the edge of the flat earth. They're out exploring Antarctica, North Pole. Man, that would be funny. Yeah. Oh, well, anyhow. Yeah. God's saying that the flat earth Christianity is going away. Amen. It's not going away to a good place. It's going to hell. It's going to the lake of fire because it's not from God. God's earth is in the seventh heavens. God's new earth comes from his heart. Behold, I make all things new, it is written. What's the most important thing for God to make new? To say me. Yes, you. That is correct. The most important thing to God the Father is to make you new. Guess what the Bible says? When you're new, creation responds to your newness. It's your manifestation no longer as a nefesh, or a soul hewn from the earth, or a soul born of woman, but now you're born again, you have a Ruah soul. The Ruah soul is the first step into the heavenly realities. You have the Ruah soul. How do we know we have the Ruah soul impartation, the very beginning? We have it when we speak in tongues for the first time. It's the evidence that the Ruah of Jesus Christ has been breathed into your hearts. You have received the Ruah from on high. So vision for the believer needs to be Ruah versus Nefesh. Because then the Nefesh and the enemy that only speaks through the flesh and the carnal senses and the reasoning and all the fears come through the Nefesh and all the temptations of the evil one. You notice this, guys. They come through Nefesh. That's the animal nature or also known the beast nature in the forehead, in the hand, the, all that activity. Now here's the greatest deception of all time. Hiding Christianity, false Christianity, in the guise of Nefesh. Not even utilizing Ruah. You have Pentecostals, I know, because I've, 
practiced and done all this stuff wrong too and learned from my mistakes. You have all the Pentecostals and charismatic believers trying to practice the Ruah in the Nefesh. Isn't that true? How do you know you're trying to practice the Ruah or the Holy Ghost in the Nefesh? You're still in control of your life. You're still making the decisions because the Ruah is not a person to you yet. It's like people that just believe in oxygen. We just breathe down here. Mouth breathers. <laughs> we just breathe and God is not my breath because I have no relationship with God. What's the difference between just a, a mouth breathing animal and someone who's walking in the Ruah? Which is the coolness of the day with God the Father in every way. What's the difference? Faith. Faith like a river. Faith like a cloud. What is the cloud that overshadowed him on the mountain? God the Father's Ruah. Hey. God the Father's throne of glory. Mm, the cloud. Cloud rider, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to overshadow you. If you let him follow through, he will begin to lead you. He will lead you higher than yourself, which is higher than your nefesh. The vision in your very brain will change to understanding the promises of God. You still have nefesh, guys, after the Ruah takes over. Jesus came in the flesh, right? Jesus enjoyed having a nefesh. You know that? That's what the Bible says. God prepared a body for me. It is written in the book of Hebrews. Jesus enjoyed his nefesh. Why? Because the Ruah, the divine nature, was always in charge of it. It's a blessing because God created nefesh. God created the soul. God created the spirit that he plants inside you, that Ruah that he puts inside you. God made that Ruah soul. It is part of his creation, and God's going to restore your souls into a higher state of mind. Amen. Here's what we do. Don't settle for the lower soul. Don't settle for the lower mind. Don't get discouraged either. Enjoy that you even have tongues, guys. You know, the early church would pray in tongues in all their meetings radically, radically. It jumpstarts your spirit. Jude says praying in tongues builds up your spirit in the most holy faith. Praying perfectly out of your spirit, communication with God. Which means it don't even matter if you don't have one bit of the renewal of the mind. If you have the Ruah, you can talk to your Father in Heaven perfectly by speaking in tongues. Amen. Amen. I thank God that I pray in tongues. <laughs> More than maybe some of you. <laughs> some of you are getting serious about your prayer life this week. So, uh, you're really excited because you're glorifying your Father in heaven with your pure desire for prayer, to walk in prayer, to walk in the army of the Lord, to take up the sword and the shield, to put on the full armor and return to the front line. Yeah, we have the southern front, we have the northern front, we have the eastern front, we have the western front, we have a company surrounded on all sides, not just by enemies, but Yadhe, Vavhe, a wall of fire around them.
So to be where we're supposed to be, it's not just a physical location. It is a physical location. But it's also a spiritual location of your obedience in all things that God has asked you to do. Or just getting down sometimes the basic understanding, the basic obedience. And by basic obedience, I mean you're in the Word of God daily. You're paying attention to the Holy Spirit when you go to work or you raise the kids at home, or you go to school, you go to your job, whatever it is that you're doing, you're taking the Word of God and you're meditating on it while you go to work, while you go and you do those things. You're not just letting things go in one ear and out the other ear at Joel's bar and the Word of God. You're meditating on it. You're, you're practicing it. You're putting that purpose and that understanding that you've gained Whatever level of understanding you've received, you take it and you implement it in your daily life. There is no more, okay, this is the Joel's bar time, this is the prayer time, and then I go to work, and then I go to school, and then I'm a different person. No, you're changing who you are when you're with your family, when you're with your coworkers, when you're raising your kids, when you're visiting with family. Don't revert back to the old nefesh. Don't revert back to the old grave clothes of the old nature, of the old man, the old woman. Be the new creature, having started in the Ruah, should we now finish in the Nefesh? Oof. No. But why is there the temptation to, to revert back to old Nefesh? Demons. Right. <laughs> Familiar spirits, family temptations, they push your buttons. They know how to say all those things to get on your nerves, to make you feel insecure, to make you feel angry, or to just try to be nice and conform, and we're all just going to have a good time. You don't want to stir the waters. Oh, nobody ruffle any feathers. Be led by the Ruach of God. Be led by that Ruach HaKadosh. Don't despise the gift of the Holy Spirit, for that is the down payment of the greater things to come as you rise and on sapphire stones and Brennan, what were you just telling us before the bar how do you know that jesus christ is the sapphire stone you know because they all drank from that rock and that rock was christ amen which means every step of the way that's written in psalms 110 every step of the way you're refreshed by the river now where's the river come from from the rock that is christ what's the rock the sapphire stone Yasad is Christ. Had is Christ. Malkut is Christ. <laughs> Netza is Christ. Tiferet is Christ. Anyone know what the next one is? Gavura is Christ. Hased is Christ. Dot sealed away. Skip dot. Baina is Christ. Over to, what's the next one? Hakma is Christ. As it's written, Christ has been made Hakma to us. That's scripture now. Christ has been made hakma to us. Hakma is the Hebrew word wisdom. Christ has been made wisdom unto us. See, the senses respond differently to English than they do to Hebrew. You notice that? Mm -hmm. And the reason is because there is a brainwashing of religion where you're no longer open to hear the spirit, but you have to have it in a form that's familiar to you. That's called a familiar spirit of religion. 
You could be speaking the mysteries of God that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper, but if it's in a language you don't understand, you'll get nothing from it. So there is an opening and an availability to receive an angelic understanding that you don't currently have. The most important thing, what did the Bible say? When you come out of being a prodigal, which is everyone on earth, everyone's nefesh, you have to learn how to eat. Luke 15, if the prodigals didn't kill the goat, kill the calf, come into the father's house and eat, which means learn how to receive a higher thing from God, there was zero help from heaven for their souls. Zero. The younger one, all he could do is eat. Older one, what the father say? Kill the goat, eat. Notice that's the only thing prescribed in scripture to get you out of the realm of the dead of religion or rebellion into the father's house, which is the kingdom of Shekinah. Only in the father's house, dwelling in the kingdom of Shekinah, can you begin to go from glory to glory by what? Eating. What is eating? Knowing how to receive something higher than you. Stubbornness and pride, which is pretty major. Stubbornness and pride, pride rejects receiving or eating something higher than yourself. Higher than your mind, higher than your heart, higher than your current understanding, your nefesh understanding. You know what nefesh understanding is? The menorah of the fallen angels. Do you know what nefesh wisdom is? The menorah of false light of all the fallen angels. That's what the cliff-off is. The cliff-off is the counterfeit menorah of a kingdom of false light, false Holy Spirit, false divinity, false gods, false Jesus, false Christianity. Hora Babylon dwells in that because she still dwells in Nefesh. That's Cain's world, y'all. You know what deep state is? Want to go to the root of the problem? You're trying to fix politics in the USA while you're in captivity of Cain's tree in the garden, or Cain's kingdom in the garden. Cain was given a kingdom, if you read the Bible. Mark on his head, banished from the face of the earth. What kingdom do you think that is? Hell. It's the kingdom of hell. And here's the tricky thing about the kingdom of hell. The Bible says the hypnotism would so deceive people that even the elite and the elect could be deceived and not realizing that they're dwelling in Cain's kingdom instead of Christ's kingdom. It's very rare that a person is free enough to tell the difference between worlds. Between worlds. We say, oh, the God of this world has blinded the hearts of unbelievers and it's darkness on the land, deep darkness on the people. I tell you the truth, none of that exists in God's world, in his house. Where the feast is, zero. God doesn't allow any of that nonsense into his house. If the prodigals are outside his house, you can guarantee so are the devils. There's no devils in the Father's house. Zero. So what's the difference between you and I being in the Father's house, which is the seven heavens of Shekinah, of the menorah of Shekinah, of the Holy Ghost, living in bliss, living in glory, living in the wonder of Jesus Christ from glory to glory, joy to joy, peace to peace, prosperity to prosperity, strength to strength. What is the difference? One knew how to go in and eat, and receive something higher than themselves. The other one is still outside, good in their own heads. That's what a lot of you struggle with. I was recently introduced to a men's group. It's been a long time, y'all. The Lord said something to me, inaudibly, about the men's group, and it was good. 
He says, this men's group, they're advanced compared to where most believers are. He said, they're more advanced, but the main stronghold you deal with in them, it's like 22 men in this group, because I can discern spirits, y'all, I can feel this stuff strongly. The main stronghold you're dealing with, stubbornness. Oh, buddy, mm-hmm. stubbornness and pride. Woo! And it's better than most places, so God did give you kudos for that. You are getting trained, and there is a humility about you. You're here to learn. You're learning. But the strong man and the stronghold is still the stubbornness and the pride. Here's all stubbornness and pride is. Not knowing how to receive some kind of blockage where there's an inability to receive something higher than yourself. And that's why the fallen angels so try to corrupt the image of his apostles and prophets. Why? So you can't receive anything higher than yourself and you're just eating junk from the black earth or from Cain's world and Cain's Christianity. And you better believe Cain's Christianity is the most popular thing in Babylon the Great. That's a powerful word. <laughs> it also aligns with uh, what Shadrach, our prophet, was saying from Africa from his studio this week. That issue with the men is the exact reason why God is raising up the women at this time. There's there's a gap. There's a need. So I know some of you men are serious about overcoming stubbornness, male stubbornness, male pride. We know you know women have their own issues too in the fallen DNA. But if that that's what the Spirit of God has been saying and confirming, that because of the male stubbornness and pride, he's raising up women to fill in the gap. Where are the men? I know there's a few of you. We're grateful for you. The, the standard is being raised really high. They are the in captivity in Babylon. In Babylon. So you got to come out of captivity and understand you're not going to walk in your destiny unless you can overcome male pride and male stubbornness. And oftentimes what that is going to look like practically for you is submission to male authority that God puts in your life that God sets ab- above you as a teacher and instructor. If a man cannot submit to male authority in his life with humility and receiving the instructions, I mean, what army in all the world, look at all the major power, um, power players in the world, United States Army, you know, uh, every army of every serious nation in the world, From the very time they learn boot camp, what do they learn? Basic obedience. To what? Orders and commands without their understanding what's going on. Well, what's the enemy doing? And they don't have time to ask questions and this and that. Well, I don't really feel like maybe this is the best option. And I don't know. I was just feeling in my spirit that we should go and do this instead. No! You have marching orders. You better get in line. Why is it that each one of those soldiers... When someone whose rank above them comes and gives the commands, they didn't just make that up out of nothing. This isn't the horror of Babylon Christianity. That order and that commandment came from an angel. It could have come from God himself, someone, the person who's ranking higher than them, and it goes through the chain of command. This is a war. This is life and death. You think the enemy is taking time to just lollygag around? No, they're they're fighting to take and to keep what they've stolen. How serious are you going to be 
to overcome that pride, that stubbornness. All those emotional strongholds. And just looking at, oh, well, me and how I feel. What about the war? What about the king of glory? What about your father's will? Who cares about the father's will? You know, we pray, Father, your will be done. But you don't really mean it. I know you don't really mean it. You don't give a crap about God's will. You don't care. How do I know? If you really cared about the Father's will, when that order came down from the angel mm. and was given to the, the the apostle or was given to the prophet and then it was given to the person who's under them that's in charge of your soul, that's been tasked to watch over your soul, and that comes from heaven as a command, as an instruction to protect you, to protect the armies of Israel, to protect what God wants to protect, to do what God wants to do, to attack the enemy where he wants to attack strategically. And you think it's optional. <laughs> you don't care. You'll vote, Father, your will be done and just, but as long as it's just what I feel like needs to be done. You don't care about God's will. That the stubbornness is evidence that you don't really care about his will be done. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll raise up some women instead. I can I can raise up out of these rocks or out of these women's, you know, however messed up Eve's heart got in the fall. He's God. Is anything too hard for him? He can do it. If the people are willing and they're ready to obey and serve, God will do it. Now, I want to challenge the men. Rise on righteousness. You have such great examples going on right now in Red Letter Ministries. The heights that Brandon is standing in, you have to respect the sword that he carries, the power. If you have not seen it in the spirit realm, what he can do just this last week, we were dealing with the satanic cauldron. We had intel that came in about a plan for the next day. The next morning, it was a plan. Is there anything that can be done? Is there anything that can be done? And the people prayed. And we just, you know, whatever we could do, what can be done? We need just a sheer power of a sword from a, a mighty warrior. Now, when you go up the sapphire stones, every disciple is going to have to learn to go ascending and descending as the angels do. But you will do it with your own unique gifts. You have your own unique gifts and talents from God, your ability that he has given you. That's why it's the army. It's not just everyone does one type of a weapon and we just have one type of a weapon. It's well-rounded. You're going to need a, a multiple types of people with their unique ability from God. And he formed it that way on purpose so that you'll work together for his purpose. And you'll rely on each other. And you'll stay in rank and order. But you have to understand the sword and the arsenal. We've had witnesses that seen his arsenal in the spirit. It's massive. There's nothing like it. And so when we thought, is there anything we can do before we go to bed that night? That, that can be done to do something about this satanic cauldron that they're about to pour out the next morning. And I messaged Brandon, can you do something about this? And he just, he struck with the outpouring of Shekinah, release of power, and it hit the mark. And we received the confirmation, it was done. So the next morning, guess what? Instead of dealing with the outcome of satanic activity that had been planned by hell, and dealing with the aftermath and just trying to be on the defense. Our whole company was able to take the offense and advance in prayer 
and start forming ranks and start lifting up shields and start giving instruction and receiving instruction and, and to form somewhat of a, a some kind of organization to our you know kind of scatterbrained ranks we're just trying to get it to where we can form basic rank shield sword protect each other establish a perimeter there should be you guys there should be no demons hovering around your apartment your house are you still dealing with that get with it you decree cast it out i don't get get anger get in the word of god whatever you have to repent of get serious baseline have your 10 percent tithe minimum faithfully if you're not doing at least 10% tithe, you have no business being in the men's group for a study. What are you studying? You're not studying the master class. You are not eligible to be a disciple if you're not already baseline 10% tither. And you're receiving commandments from the apostle, from the prophet. Those things and those keys released from prayer this week, did you start implementing them? There has to be obedience or you're not going to be blessed. It's not going to work. This is the way things work. It's divine order in the kingdom of God. And if you want to be in the army of the Lord, who is in the army of the Lord? A born-again believer. If you join the United States Army and they give you commands, if you just decide, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to make my bed today. I don't need to go to the drill sergeant today. I don't need to march at the same step as everybody else. I'm going to do my own. Push-ups into your arms. <laughs> You're not going to make it. If you are on the battlefield, and you get around these people who have been trained for years with loyalty and how to kill demons, right? Imagine, imagine you're going through the jungle you're in hostile enemy territory warriors are few and far in between highly skilled are the only ones who are chosen for that type of a mission someone who can handle it who can handle the pressure who can handle the mental and the physical pressure of that assignment and imagine that someone who's a, who's newer or someone who doesn't have all the experience wants to waltz into something like that and start complaining and start making a noise and giving away the position start talking about military secrets when the enemy goes right there oh yeah you know they might they might have their their squadron crawling through the dirt your squadron crawling through the dirt it's a test of skill it's a test of wits who is going to listen to the chief commander Jesus Christ how does he speak through the Ruah HaKodesh each person each soldier with that earpiece in so they can hear when the spirit speaks and the person who's in charge of that unit or that squadron or that battalion they're listening for when that person speaks or when they not even speak just emotion with their hand or just a look with the eyes the kind of soldier who can skip their own heartbeat they can bypass their own heart just to make one shot how important is that one shot 
You might be a few days deep in the enemy territory. And all your squadron friend can only talk about is how hungry they are. Whining, complaining. Oh, it's so cold. It's just, oh, it's too hot. It's, you know, oh, the jungle is so uncomfortable. I don't know why. Where's my blessing? Where's my blessing? You need to shut up and get low and focus and listen and remember your training. That's the time to remember your training. When's the reward coming? When you listen, you obey that battalion commandment and you go in and you bypass even your own heart and you line up that shot and you make it count and you take out that enemy and you kill it. And you slaughter it off the face of the earth forever. And you bind them and you throw them into the lake of fire, into the abyss, through the judgment of sapphire stones, the judgment of righteousness, righteousness and justice, establishing the foundation of the throne of God in the earth for the return of Jesus Christ. And then you take out the rest of the enemy battalion. And then you move in and you establish a perimeter. And then you bring in the re reinforcements. And you take ground. And then there's your reward. There it is. This is a war. But the training is here. <laughs> the scriptures are here. You pray, you're going to pray in tongues and build up your spirit. You're going to feed your ruah, the word of God, into your eye gates, into your ear gates. And you're going to speak it out loud in your house. First, at least minimum, establish a perimeter in your home. At least minimum, establish 10% monthly tithing to the frontline army of God. Minimum baseline, 30 minutes in the Word of God daily. Anyone could do that. That's only going to cost you one, one TV show off of your Netflix. Bare minimum entry level discipleship of Jesus Christ requirements is what she's laying down and it's really critical people don't take mm -hmm. this stuff seriously in the laodicean church of america mm -hmm. and every other spirit's going in and out of their soul and you wonder why there's no loyalty faithfulness mm -hmm. no honor there's no kingdom they're not living in the father's house and people really have a stronghold around money it's huge and the devil did that god didn't do that god has no corpse with money Jesus had a treasurer. Jesus was never offended by money. Mm -hmm. Jesus had judgment as a king concerning finances. He said the rich mm -hmm. man and Lazarus. He said the rich man's going to hell. Mm -hmm. Lazarus going to heaven. And this Why? is just the men. Because of money. And this is just the men. You're the problem. I'll tell you this. I'm going to brag on our RLM women. <laughs> Every single one of our women and the RLM women in, in that group, are compliant on each and every one of the points that I just mentioned, and each and every one of them 
on all or most of those points goes above and beyond exactly what I stated. It's only the men who don't. I'm not going to take the men's group too seriously, and I'm not yeah. even addressing that. It's only like five, two to five percent of our audience. I just want to put to shame that kind of behavior. This should be, if you're going to be a man, you're going to come into RLM and say, oh, I'm in RLM. I want to study. I want to learn from Brandon. Can you receive a rebuke from Brandon? Can you, re if he tells you an instruction, is that a is, is that your command that you're receiving? Can you receive instruction? Are you signing up for the army of the Lord? Are you a true believer? Are you even a disciple? Or are you just trying to get some more knowledge and information for your brain so you can feel good about the things that you know so you can impress someone or start your own ministry? The men should be the leaders. The men should be the ones holding up, the raising the standard. And some of you are. There's a few... Very, there's very few of you, but there's a few of you who do. But why is it that that standard should be surpassed already by the women? Why is that? Well, casual Christianity is intimacy with demons. And the intimacy with demons, because of the casualness of your walk with Christ, has caused a callousness to reproduce demonic fruit in your life mm -hmm. that has blocked you from the fruit bearing of the Garden of Eden above. So, what we need is a word of fire. A person has to come to an end of themselves. They're still enjoying the nefesh. So their desire and thirst for God is very small. And that's true with a lot of Americans because they have such affluence and such drive-through Starbucks and Amazon Prime delivery for everything you ever desire. That convenience culture has made people not aggressive enough in the things of God. So that's a demonic strategy. Now, in heaven, things do work that way. They are very effortless and easy. The issue is, you can have that stuff added un unto you if your walk with God is the only thing before your eyes all the time. If there's no idolatry, which means the fire of the Word of God is always before your eyes. Meditate on the Word of God day and night. Now, in the New Covenant, that means having it inscribed in the living room of your mind, looking through the Scriptures, having a biblical worldview of the living, breathing Word of God, who is the King. What is prayer? Prayer is an audience with the King. How is the King present with you? By His Word written upon your minds and written upon your hearts. That's what Scripture says. Jesus Christ the King, and your communication with the King, which is prayer, having an audience with the King, is done through having His Word in you. If you have His Word, tattooed in your whole spirit, your soul, your mind, behind your eyeballs. Obedience is a blessing. This is how you know you're walking with the Father in the Ruah of the day, which means the Holy Ghost is your God and you're not serving demons. Obedience! When you hear the commandment, there's an excitement. Yeah. It's exciting for a soldier. Now, I watch the angels around yeah. the Father's throne. They light up with joy <laughs> when they get an order. Yes. I have learned, and I don't say... I don't think I was ever really grieved, but maybe there was not a clarity uh, to receive clearly what I'm hearing from God. So you deal with the confusion of Babylon the Great. So some people will always enjoy what God says because they just love Him. And there are people like that. There are people that love God more than anything, and they're all over the place. The issue is you got to learn to hear clearly. you got to march in rank and in order. Joel's army, Book of Joel's does, they shall never break rank. And it's not about the abuse of authority. It's about the empowerment of authority. Right. 
You've known the abuse of authority because you've been in Cain's Christianity. Okay, let's look at the, I was seeing the tree, the tree with the roots. Now you shall know the wonder of true divine apostolic authority, which is infinite oil coming down upon your head when you're in Christ's Christianity. The truth is why people are callous and offended, disobedient with finances. A lot of it mm -hmm. is because what you have experienced from birth mm -hmm. is a lot of Cain's Christianity. When that is obliterated by eating food from inside the Father's house, it becomes a joy to receive what the Father's feeding you today. The apostles are the servants in the Father's house that feed you God's food. That's our job. That's our job description. We prepare the feast of the bride of the Lamb to eat and drink His blood, His water, His spirit, and His word, and to grow up strong in Christ. I think that's been my favorite part about watching the women grow, is that pure excitement they get, understanding that they're becoming like the angels, mm -hmm. that joy that comes forth when they get the instruction, when an angel, a real angel of God that's been tested, when a real prophetic commandment comes forth and they receive it, there's just pure joy. Finally, you know, there's some direction, there's clarity. We have a, we've got a unit, we've got a battalion. We can, we can do this. You don't it's have to It's a direction of zeal. You have millions of born again believers in this nation that have zeal. Right. But zeal without knowledge is perishing. It's actually destruction, the Bible says. But zeal with knowledge, understanding sapphire stones, understanding drinking and eating, Father's house, nefesh, ruah, neshama, mm -hmm. the Hebrew mindset of actual growth in yad -Heh, vav -Heh, to be real, celestial, heavenly Jerusalem Israelites, which is promised land realities, these things take knowledge. It, true knowledge is apostolic teaching. Teaching down in the earth realm is not real teaching. But what we have is man's watered-down religion. We have it in the Pentecostal charismatic church. And we're often in denial because we got some goosebumps and we speak in tongues. The standard is low. The standard for teaching, I check out what the other glory stream ministers are talking about. Guys, a lot of it's been recycled 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they haven't said anything new for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Even the stuff Bob Jones was bringing 40 years ago is more cutting edge than most charismatic <laughs> right. ministries right now. I don't hear any charismatic ministry talking about hab habitation of stars. But Bob said that. Yep. It's like they God just forgot TV. everything he said about the heavens. <laughs> you know, I think it's going to help them. I was seeing, do we have the tree with the roots and Cain's world? Yes. I think we have that The cliff off? Uh, I think that's the words. Do we have the tree with the roots? Okay, let's see. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because what Brandon was talking about, that... That whole segment. Is it the mineral level? No. Well, the clip off that'll work, I think. But it's so I think you're talking about that the, white the one that chart. Has the tree, yeah, the other one. I don't think we ever added that one. Really? No. Oh wow. Okay. Well, anyway, this will work. Uh, so the 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 demon tree. This is the world of Cain. This is what Brandon was talking about. So when you're dealing with those demonic issues and lack of growth this is the world mm. that you've been feasting from the only reason that can possibly exist is that you eat from this tree because stubbornness only comes from this tree that demonic stubbornness is when you eat that older prodigal son in luke 15 was in this tree thinking this tree was the kingdom 
and his God, even though he dwelled in the same land, his God was Satan still. You saw him reveal the whole satanic nature in his episode. So honestly, when you're bewitched, you think you're serving Jesus, but you're serving their Keter Satan of Cliffoth. The Cliffoth. Right, and you notice it's the same type of arrangement as the sapphire stones. So they have the appearance of good. It looks, it looks good. It looks like the kingdom, but it's Cain. Yeah, it's a Go to them who call good evil and evil good. And they're about appearances instead of the internal substance of spirit. Sapphire stones first work in the internal substance of spirit. So that's why when you're getting persecuted, misunderstood for righteousness sake, you look bad outwardly. You look like a fool for Christ's sake outwardly, which is a qualification for righteousness. You know, so they think you're doing something wrong. If you haven't noticed, that's how they judge the real prophetic. They say it's rebellion. They, say, they call it every name of the book. I've watched 100,000 speaking in tongues Pentecostals weep and gnash their teeth over our prophetic manifestations and obedience to God the Father in this ministry just last year. They can't discern something higher than them because they, their brains, are absolutely in the clip-off. They are in this tree of Cain right now. They're in captivity in their mindsets. They're hypnotized. They can't hear and discern accurately or clearly because they do not have the Ruah soul. The Ruah soul you can only get by the transfiguration of your spirit by going up in ascension and resurrection on sapphire stones. Right. Truth anyhow. And the first thing that comes to mind uh, when you say that they can't discern anything higher than themselves, take a look at that tree. Now, we discussed on one of the other charts, mineral level, that the lower levels of the demonic is literally mineral and vegetable level. So if you're dealing with mineral and vegetable level demonic that has not been circumcised out of you yet, any one of those higher level demons are going to be able to deceive you unless... You have an apostolic covering that you are loyal and submitted to in all those points that we just talked about previously, that you can receive those commands even though your understanding does not ascend that high on sapphire stones. It does not matter if you are a part of the army of the Lord. Doesn't matter what I understand. I know my understanding isn't that high on that sapphire stone yet. But you know what? Uh, Osmodei is not going to get me today. Molech's not going to get me today. Baal's not going to get me today. Mammon's not going to get me today. Somebody say, Mammon is not going to get me today. Amen. Know that the love of money, the stubbornness, the pride, the, you know, that false love appearance of, I provide for my family, I need to get the income, and... When you sanctify the finances with the bare minimum of a 10% tithe, you are going to be delivered from the spirit of mammon and that false love of that caretaker of the family. I'm the man. No, you're not the provider. God is your provider. Mm -hmm. God, Jehovah, Jireh. Now his name, Jireh, Jehovah, Jireh can be written inside of you as you overcome these things and you obey that prophetic commandment that i will at least do the bare minimum in the army of the lord okay you know, you know what you know what financial sacrificing is 
It's mineral level sacrifice of your nefesh soul. It's the mineral, because what are gemstones or minerals? It's it's the the very base level of submission to of the natural man to God. People that aren't sacrificers aren't even connecting to God. They're not even at a mineral level of sacrificing the flesh to God yet. Which means you are not yet at a mineral level overcoming of the demonic. The mineral really is the mammon, the money. Yeah. And if and if it's not sacrificed, that is really where a person's at. And it's mm-hmm. it's pretty sad. But it's true. And so that's why you have the stubbornness. The stubbornness in the family is like living in an encasement of the fallen angel crystal that was cold in the book of Enoch. The heavens are cold to you because you have mineralized yourself by not humbling yourself. It's an act of humility. And since your arch nemesis, men, is stubbornness and pride, melting down that mineral wall through an act of humility of finances to someone you might think as a man who's walking in a greater ruah than you, that is chipping away at the mineral pride of your heart and mind. What does it say? You have a stony heart. What's a stone? It's minerals. Right? If you have a stony heart, it's full of minerals. Why is your heart full of stones, the pride, the stubbornness? Because there's no sacrifice. There's no acts of humility. Jesus Christ will say, well done, good and faithful servant, when you are obedient in acts of humility, according to his commandment towards your life. Amen. Amen. Now that bottom one representing... I'm to go back to that. Oh yeah, just uh, those last couple of things at the bottom there. Every one of those levels that you can see at the bottom, you're going to have to overcome completely in your nefesh by putting it to death with the word of God, a living sacrifice on the altar. You're going through the boot camp to be in the army of the Lord. You must overcome every one of those levels at the bottom before you get ready to cross that barrier of time and space and stand on the moon. So some of you, if you've been having trouble, you're slipping and sliding, you're trying to go up, but it doesn't work, I don't stay on the moon, I'm earthbound. What is it that keeps you earthbound? Likely is going to be something in that category that you must overcome and blackmail could do. Amen. And what's the, the whole purpose of all of this, guys? absolute perfected freedom in the glory with walking with the father in the garden of eden above where your spirit man is so resurrected through obedience to the commandment and what's the commandment written on stones so what are the stone commandments sapphire stones and what comes from the sapphire stones they drank from that rock that was christ So life itself comes from the word inscribed on the stone. Now this is written in scripture where it says God named the stars. Sapphire stones, same exact thing as stars, which means the divine nature, the name that God gave, was put into a star. That's biblical now. That's exactly what scripture says. This is where you really separate from the religionists, but it's the truth anyhow. He has seven stars in his right hand in Revelation, so it's high time we learn about them, and not just read it in the book, but begin to experience it, and what they are, like Isaiah chapter 6, and let the star touch your mouth, 
so you can actually get some discernment. Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in an unclean Israel, he said. Why? He didn't say that before. What happened? He encountered the word written on the stone that was delivered by angels. So the realm of angels is the realm of what? Sapphire stones. Now, why are they at, at the sapphire stones? Why are those called angelic spheres in Scripture? Why are they angelic spheres? Because Psalms 103 says, The angels obey His word. So if the angel's on assignment down on earth, it's because there's an obedience in that holy angel to the word of God. And what does it mean to stand on the post? Stand on the stone. Amen. And what does a priest have in their heart? The gemstones of the ephod. How do you amass angel armies? The inscription upon those stones mm -hmm. in your hearts. I will write my words upon the sapphire stones in your hearts. Now he's already written words on those stones. So it requires a conforming to that word and commandment. That's, good. That's why Bina's understanding, Hakma is wisdom, which means there needs to be a repentance of the inner man to agree with what is established by God long before you were born. Thousands and thousands of years before you were born, God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis 1. Repentance is returning to that original perfection of Genesis 1. If Genesis 1 is not your physical reality, you require major repentance. If Babylon the Great America is your reality, you are far from the kingdom of heaven. It's not even, guys, it's not even close to the same world. So in order to have vision, visions imparted in the word, the lamb slain having seven eyes, meaning you can only see through the word that God spoke in the beginning, repentance into original design. When you stand in those places, you begin to emanate what is written on the stars. That's how Enoch began to bring the book of Enoch. Why? Because he was standing in those realms, and if you read it, the angels were teaching him everything there. So who's your teacher when you're in those realms? Who was Moses' teacher on the, on the mountain? The Bible tells you in Acts 7, angels were. Angels brought Moses the law, is what Stephen said with the glowing face, right? So who begins to teach you in the higher realms? You begin to be enculturated long before you physically step into the third heaven. You'll be enculturated by the holy angels. The Bible says two-thirds of the second heavens are holy angels. Only one-third are fallen angels. That's written in Revelation. Dragon's tail swept one-third of the stars. Forget them, because when you stand on the word that created the star, the holy angels begin to illuminate the word. And the angels will teach you how to live in the kingdom long before you ascend and live there physically like Jesus Christ. And don't expect angels to be teaching you <laughs> mysteries of the kingdom and your enculturation to go to heaven. And I don't mean just only the saved part of your spirit raptured in a dream or a vision into heaven where you're not going to sin mm. grievously enough to be kicked out. Right? Maintain, get taken maintain up. the rapture. Maintain the rapture. Maintain the elevation. So what's it going to take for your soul and then your flesh to go physically into heaven? For your soul to be a partaker of the divine nature, not just your born again, just barely saved, 
only your spirit and your spirit still has some iniquity in it and then you can just kind of go to heaven every once in a while in like a dream or a vision or you see a vision and then you die and go to heaven and you don't get anything accomplished of God's will whatsoever in the earth and then you did nothing you have no rewards what's the point of coming to earth if you're gonna do that what's the point no point at all no point at all so, objects of destruction Romans calls them don't expect for angels to be teaching you these things until you get those bare level minimum mineral level obedience obedience okay. with your money that's the mineral that's also sadness. you will be booted out of the men's group if you don't have mineral level obedience just amen. the warning amen <laughs> amen so let's get it together let's just grieves it. the holy spirit yeah, too much you're not much. real about god you love the world still mm -hmm. we can't have that mm -hmm. in the midst plus it's not fair to the others who are obedient because when you have disobedient people mixed in with the obedient people what's with what is allowed to be released and taught in those kind of precious environments is extremely limited and it's not fair to the people who are obedient who are ready to receive more of the mysteries i mean the things that you're not even going to hear online uh you know in the, in the there's a potential for you to receive so much in in precious groups like that but if there's not obedience you're not going to receive and it's not fair to those people who are obedient. Who are Laying walking. down the commandment, I felt yep. fire of God all over my face. It is a time of the lion's severity. And oftentimes I struggle with being too nice. And that's why I've been taken advantage of so much in ministry, as you've seen the last several years. Mm -hmm. We've had people on staff that have stolen hundreds of thousands of dollars from us guys. <laughs> Often just because... I just flow in the river. I've been kind of like a hippie in the river. And there are times where it's warmongering and it's an intensity. But a lot of that was a zeal until I came into the maturity on the sapphire stones to begin to wear them in my breastplate and to have the commandment written in my mind. So it's a much more stricter severity of righteousness. It has to be, guys. Otherwise, it's false love. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can be in the earth in a charismatic ministry with signs and wonders, like we were for 10 years. You can be in that kind of ministry and still never lift off the ground for a decade. And most people do that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I mean, most of these charismatic Pentecostal ministries are still on the earth and haven't even stepped one step up Jacob's ladder and established Revelation 12.1. Standing on the moon. Right? You ha they haven't even stepped up on the moon. Can you imagine spending 40 years in charismatic activity, signs, wonders, miracles, and revival activity, and you're still on the earth, and you haven't even obeyed the commandment of Revelation 4.1? And I'm talking to myself now, too. Guys, that's how intense the witchcraft mm -hmm. of Babylon is to deceive us into charismatic Christianity. Jezebel's Tower. It is, it is like charisma without even taking the narrow path back into God. And we think it's success and we think we're doing God's will. I tell you the truth. If you're not standing on the moon and making progress to stand on the moon and walk onto the moon, all your charismatic works are sin. It's sin. And what's so wicked about it is it has such a close appearance to being successful and right with God. So that the person is astonished when Jesus Christ says, you're going to hell forever because you did not know me. 
but I did signs and wonders in your name. I delivered people from demons, Jesus. So what is not knowing him? You didn't know his sapphire stones. What did Moses do? Speak to the rock. But he hit the rock. He didn't know the stone. We have to know the stone and the water that comes from the stone. He knows the stone now and he's still perfecting his testimony. But the truth is, guys, you have to go up on stones. And if you stay down, there is a removal of even salvation in these days. There's a removal of your name from the Lamb's book of life in these days. So the most deceiving thing in the world is earthly charismatic Christianity. Why? Because it looks like success, but there's no rising. It's still church on earth with signs and wonders, which usually are used to self-justify. Like the sign and the wonder and the miracle. Oh, the person's doing miracles. They must be in right standing with God. We think those things now. We look for the signs, wonders, and miracles in the charismatic church to justify the ministry. During these days, you can't. You have to look for the fruit. Jesus said you know them by the fruit. And the fruit is the light of Shekinah. True light emanating from the word of God in their hearts and minds. A lot of times those people are not going after signs and wonders. They're not going after miracles. They're not going after the gifts of the Spirit. They're going after the word and the emanation of Shekinah, which is going after knowing him. Like the sign and wonder of Mary of Bethany pouring out the sacred nard. It was a sign and wonder for all time. Where the other people, they rejoiced that they had dominion over demons. Jesus rebuked them, mm-hmm. right? He rebuked them for using the gifts in, inappropriately. But praise the woman who just poured out her whole soul, her whole bank account, her whole life savings. That was a miracle that Jesus applauded, Right? That made the devil, Judas Iscariot, right there go crazy. That's when he ran to the chief priest to betray him, if you read the scriptures. So it was the financial obedience that was the miracle that pleased Jesus in the Bible. But the healing the sick, raising the dead, going on missions, trips, and all the gifts of the Spirit, Jesus Christ corrected them and rebuked them. He said, rejoice not. That's what he said. Rejoice not that you have power over demons, but that your name's written in heaven. That's what it says. Notice he said, bring your joy from the charismatic gifting to the name in heaven, which is the inscription, which is studying Torah, which is going into the depths of the Father's heart, getting into the angelic rings and rungs and realms and spheres in the heavenlies. He says, those are the realms where you can legally rejoice. And that's exactly what he said. Amen. 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 And wisdom was there in the beginning. (laughs) Wisdom, the fruit of wisdom. What is the fruit of wisdom? It comes from the tree of life. What did wisdom say in Proverbs? I was there in the beginning. Wisdom that has been around much longer than your stubbornness, much longer than your addictions, much longer than the religion that you've believed in, much longer than Jezebel's tower. Long before Jezebel's tower was erected in the earth to keep you earthbound, wisdom was there, mm. and she has built her seven <laughs> Pillars, or palace upon seven pillars. (laughs) Long before Jezebel's Tower. And it will be standing long after Jezebel's Tower is cut down, destroyed, 
and the last of her devoured and thrown into the abyss forever. Truly your last enemy before you stand on the moon. You overcome Jezebel. I love um, the last final quest book brought the most briefest, distinct definition of what Jezebel is in this charismatic generation. Selfishness. Selfishness. That's all you overcome. The self-centeredness, the self-thinking, I can't think about myself. Even when you look at yourself all the time for spiritual growth, you're sinning with Jezebel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The people just can't stop talking about themselves. This is how I'm doing. My me, job, me, me. my thing, my, my problems, stuff. my problems, my, my problems. You, you are my intimate with Jezebel when you are all about you. If you get into the word and, and the Shekinah that's inside the scriptures, you don't talk like that at all. Now it's all about the light of the word. Now you can have fellowship because you learn how to communicate the word of God. So that principality, which is really the cap of the charismatic church right now that almost no ministries on the planet have really conquered. Otherwise, they'd be standing on the moon, standing on sapphire stones in Jesus Christ. And they'd be teaching at a higher elevation, elevation accurately, ascension and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Ascension and resurrection biblically. And since you have to overcome enemies, each degree of glory, 2 Corinthians 3.18, we go from glory to glory. If you read it out, it means dimension to dimension or degree to degree. So what's the degree of Shekinah? That the Bible says you go from Shekinah to Shekinah in degrees. It's not the 33 degrees of Cain's tree of Freemason sorcery of Cliffhoff. It's actually Jesus Christ growing in Shekinah, which Jesus Christ brought the description in degrees. What is it? Knowing the scriptures in degrees of Shekinah. So when you speak, you're bringing forth light from inside the Father. That's called living by the fruit of your lips. Until you learn how to bring forth light with every word out of your mouth, your own words are your judges robbing you, killing from you, destroying you. Amen. So you have to change your food, go into the Father's house, get a complete different diet of words in you, and learn how to talk the words of Shekinah and communicate Torah. Until you communicate the Torah of Jesus, which is the New Testament. What's Torah mean? Instruction, the instructions of Christ, which is the Red Letter Ministries. Red Letter Ministries is Torah. It is Torah. Messiah has Torah. He has instruction. And until that becomes your diet and your food, you're not really living and understanding the function and the purpose of what real biblical Christianity is. It's all about growing and knowing the word. Did you know me? That was the only thing that was success in the gospel. Did you know me? Who's me? The word. Torah. Did you know Torah? And did you have Shekinah in the knowing? Shekinah is the fruit of the spirit, the evidence of knowing. If that's not there, the two most important things of Messiah's ministry was knowing, right? And fruit. Knowing fruit. Knowing fruit. Intimacy and Shekinah. Intimacy with what? Not men and women. Intimacy with one thing. The word, Torah. Amen. And when you go into the intimacy of Torah, lust is so far from you, you cringe. Yeah. Literally, it empowers, <laughs> instead of the evil impulse of the flesh, which is lust, uh, you start to empower with your study of Torah. Not just, oh, I guess I'm going to study, but it's that enthusiasm of, I'm going to get to know the Word of God. I'm going to get to know God, the living Word. My desire, my intention 
is for that. If you go in thinking, oh, I, be I better catch up with so-and-so starting to stand on the moon. Uh, I better, I got to outdo him. I can't let him show me up at Joel's bar. You know, and I, I'm not going to let that happen. Not today. And, the uh, word Torah judges yeah. the intentions of the heart or it judges the spirit. So how do you grow? Allow your spirit to be judged by mm -hmm. Jesus' Torah. If you want, if you want to prevent yourself, if you tend towards that secretly, and I know you're not going to tell anyone about it because you would never admit that. I know. This is how you can. Uh, <laughs> this is how you can mitigate that. This is how you can come combat that. Because what happens if you go into competition or strife? Which I know nobody around here has. I know it's not you. It's I'm sure it's someone else. So maybe you can tell someone else this tip. Okay. We honor <laughs> your perfect humility. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a sense of humor. You have to. And it's so healthy to laugh at yourself. It you is. Know? Study <laughs> from the Joel's bars <laughs> at night. Study what we teach at Joel's bar in the evening when the sun goes down. Mm. It's a it's a long standing rabbinic, rabbinic tradition that when your your rabbi, your teachers of righteousness teach you. Take that, what they taught you in the Word of God, and study it, and then look at it in the Word, in the Torah. And when you study these things, these mysteries that we unfold for you, at night, when the sun goes down, that will protect you and start to build you up against that competitive, that rivalry kind of spirit, that any kind of stubbornness, those things. Because if you study with the wrong intentions, even if you're not fully cognizant of your intentions, it doesn't matter. It's what the intention is, whether it's wrapped under five layers of lies that you tell yourself, the demons tell you, and you think it's something else. This is how you protect yourself. Because if you don't do that and you're in the wrong intention, the serpent comes and swallows all of the Torah that you studied. You could study mm. six hours that day, but if you have the wrong intention, yeah. it can come and just devour it and it steals the foul it from birds you. birds come and eat the seed. It is right. Written. They steal it. So when you do that at night, that's the fire by night that's going to protect mm. you. So take a little time. I like to do at least a little bit morning and, and night. Oh, we would do a lot. Our little bit might be somebody else's a lot. You know, where what level are you at? Mm -hmm. A three-year-old is not going to eat the same, much the same quantity of food as a linebacker, right? Mm -hmm. Or someone who's you know a, someone on the Vikings sporting team. Mm -hmm. uh, th they're going to eat a lot more than a two-year-old baby. A baby might eat a lot. I don't know. Some of these babies mm -hmm. come out, you know, looking like Nephilim. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> giants of the. <laughs> Spirit of God. It's giants of the Spirit of God, amen. Because you're gonna take out the angels giants. the size of galaxies. Amen. What kind, of, what, kind, what kind of diet does that angel have? <laughs> the ones who stand, it's like, you know, the ones that it would take if you if you just walked with your nefesh in your physical body on foot, it would take you 500 mm -hmm. years to go from one end of that angel. They have a to the personal other. chef inside the Father's heart. Yeah, that, like that's my guess. My hypothesis. Do you want to level up? Understand, there's no limitations in the spirit of God. You could level up your spirit, man, to have that kind of a diet. At that level, you have your own nutritionist. You have your own nutritionist at that level. In the kingdom. In the kingdom. It's true. <laughs> That's funny. So, you're like, oh yeah, I, I need to eat. He eats ruby, $10 billion ruby gemstones the size of, of Mars every day. 
Mm-hmm. Multiple. <laughs> Full time chef, no doubt well, about it. Very costly. You'll have an angel like that, guaranteed. The father pays for it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> God so, will sustain you as high as you grow in Him. However many angels it takes, that's the angels He'll send to you yeah. as you grow. That's really how simple it is. Amen. So <laughs> you want to grow, start to overcome. I want to look at the mineral uh, level real quick. As I want to uh, give out some keys because I know some people. Some people might just be playing around. They're just, you know, whatever they're doing, they're just going to mess around and, and go away sad or something like that. I understand those people might be, you know, they might come around. But there are some people who are serious about overcoming this. They're not playing around. I know you're not playing around. You're not playing games. You're not trying to play games. And you're going to need the keys here. So let's say you're overcoming mineral level. That's fine. Great. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. You can be extremely faithful and powerful in your next, your very next day and days. I mean, this week, start to walk in effective prayer through mm-hmm. obedience. Even if this last week you've been under the mineral rock yeah. demons, even if the tree... Repent while it's called today. Now is the hour. And, and this is real. We... Um, we, we knew someone one time, it was like a seer, seer prophet. They had a, a special gift they could see. Um, it was just something that they had been given, a technion, you know, gift of the spirit, but it was a, they, they had a really um, accurate sight. Mm. And they would say some people, they would see them getting beat up by tree spirits. I mean, some people were just so timid in their spirit. There'd be like an anger, you know, one of the trees with a bad spirit on it or just, you know. Elementals. Elementals you know, just in a bad mood, stomping on this kid, just beating the crap out of this kid's spirit. Inner man is so malnourished, a tree spirit beats you up. <laughs> so <laughs> think about when you're a baby tree, even Bambi is a real threat to your life, right? Yeah. Like that, that baby deer rabbit can, will kill you. Baby rabbit will kill you. <laughs> just eat the leaves right off or you're dead. Yeah, and you're just dead. So you need to grow up. <laughs> It's time to grow up. All right. Glory to God. Amen. So uh, mineral level, here's some keys for the overcomers. We talked about finances, the tithe. That's going to be sanctifying your money, overcoming the greed. That's also going to be overcoming, you know, the sadness, melancholy, depression. So if depression keeps getting you, come out from under the rocks. Mm -hmm. Come out from under the rocks. And, uh, okay, vegetable, vegetable life forms. All right. This is written in Romans 9 where it says there is the glory of the plants, Mm -hmm. the animals, and men. And so there's different categories of light that sustains the natural creation, and they're categorized in the scriptures. That verse actually played when I was on the way over in the car. Wow, okay, amen. Vegetable life forms. Uh, those are the evil passions, lusts. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's a damp, cold kind of a vibe. <laughs> it's uh, it's a nasty. It's nasty it's ministries. Nasty ministries. Evil passions. Uh, you deal with maybe you know water spirits, things like that, and marine kingdom. Mm. I think some people are coming out of that because uh, Shadrach had mentioned that. I think today's broadcast, Deliverance from Marine Spirits. Like My Little Mermaid. Yeah. You might get that mermaid out of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need 
Jezebel often identifies as a mermaid. Truth in hand. Yep. So we're getting our people delivered. Come out from her, my people. Those um, pleasures of the lust of the flesh, they are not true pleasure. It's always death. It's the sting of death. And yeah, you're just you're gonna need to experience the greater joy of obedience to the throne of God, the joy of the angels. Amen. Uh, so animal level, animal level. Uh, that is going to be a lot of idle chatter. A lot of idle chatter. Now the sports. Oh, the women's things. Oh, the this, the that. It's okay. You, you should have, I mean, a lot of you, you should have hobbies. You should have passions in life. You should have those things that you enjoy in the rule of the day with your father. Mm. But when does it become idle chatter? And it's really... Animal level activity. Flattery, falsehood, slander, self praise. Still praise, praising myself, praise myself every day. Wake up in the morning, praise myself, praise myself to my friends, praise myself with the appearance of false humility. Oh, I just, I couldn't do that because I'm just, you know. Look okay. at all the good stuff I did for the poor. These are my good works. Slander, if you are still slandering. I'm so awesome, ministries. Right. <laughs> I'm so awesome. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, start. You are awesome, but let your praise be from God, it is written. Amen. 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 So, idle chatter. I think this is a big one for the, the female animal, uh, nature. we got to keep that crucified. Let's keep that crucified. We are in the army of the Lord. It's written in the New Testament that the soldiers, they do not concern themselves with what? Civilian affairs. If you see some kind of chatter that's going on, some kind of talk that's going on, it's animal level, and you have that discernment, you're tuned into the Ruah, just remind yourself of the Word of God. I am not involving myself in civilian affairs. I am in the army of the Lord. I don't have time for that. Same thing, you know, for men. One too. of the keys that Rebecca's been teaching me for a while too is the professionalism in the marketplace even bringing the professionalism into your communication in the priesthood and in christianity the priesthood is totally pro it is totally professional that it's not like this emotional thing it can be a severe stern professionalism with a good heart intentions that sternness is absolutely necessary to conquering false love yeah. Getting walked over because you're just an emotional Christian is not maturity. It's total immaturity, and that's what keeps you captive of fallen angels. They expect you to not have the professionalism and the sternness to talk at a mature business level. The Bible says your father is a businessman. What type of businessman? Shrewd. Shrewd. Stern businessman. So... All this happy, clappy, toddler, God the Father on, on your lap, bouncing baby joy stuff is a lot of nonsense. It's a good way to get ripped off in your business when you talk like to your customers It's like make-believe Christianity yeah. everywhere. Jesus said God the Father is like a shrewd businessman. So it, it, there is a sternness and a severity. This human niceness is animal, mm -hmm. and that's the animal level that you're overcoming on this yeah. tree. It's all false love. Yep. The human being is not cap capable 
of that father's shrewdness. You need this now because it's actual maturity. That niceness BS is false love in its immaturity because it's not God's nature. It doesn't mean you're a jerk. It just means you're professional. Yeah. There's a professionalism about Father God's attitude and carrying himself and word choice. Until you have that in business and even in your family, sometimes you'll have to be that way towards your spouse, towards your kids. You're not being cold. There's a professionalism about the Father. The continuous emotionalism is animal. Mm -hmm. It is totally freaking animal and the whore of babylon has made it like it's the fruits of the spirit the emotionalism you're not loving me no i'm not animaling you yeah the father is a shrewd businessman you're in cain's christianity cain's tree you applaud false fruits of the spirit the fruits of jezebel i'm gonna take my father's nature and get into severity sturdiness shrewdness Ooh. and professionalism and cut that false maturity that false love into the lake of fire. It's a circumcision. You need that circumcision to come into adulthood. Why were they circumcised as adults in the wilderness? Because you can't become an adult in Christ until that stuff is cut off you because it's animal. In Amen. Jesus' name. That's some nasty stuff. Amen. Good to burn that up. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need that. Who is going to be a part of the company who rises economically as a part of the army of the Lord. You're like, oh, money, money. God talked about money. Jesus talked about money a lot. In all the New Testament, he talked about money, stewarding money. Some of you <laughs> and many of you have an Abrahamic type of a calling to be a provider, not just for yourself, but for many, for the kingdom. And when you, if you are going to walk into that do you think that your business is going to be leveled up to that level, to Abraham level, Ben? Oh, just coddle, be nice. Every customer, well, I just show them I'm a nice Christian so they can know they can trust me to let them walk all over you. Oh, just expect all the extra discount and all the, oh, just be nice, nice. There is there, do they have an angelic appointment? Has God ordained is there a special case or a circumstance are you giving away special cases and circumstances to so many customers because you want to be nice the animal nice be nice to the animal nobody on all of wall street you know what they have they have serpent wisdom it's wicked serpent wisdom you need the serpent wisdom of jacob of israel of jesus christ wise as a serpent the 12 patriarchs innocent as a dove so purity righteousness holiness and shrewdness which means that professionalism that god wants to develop in you so i'm talking to the men now especially and the women too but I, i'm seeing the men right now you gotta come out from that pull of the American culture, just be nice to everyone's animal and cater to everyone's animal. Hmm. You don't have to accept every business deal. Oh, just because they know you or it's a friend or... There are times and acts of charity. There are times where God will have you give grace. God gives grace and favor to whom he will give grace and favor. He gives grace to the humble. 
but you don't have to coddle any customers animals you won't expect that if you walk into let's say a JP Morgan bank oh if maybe if I'm just nice to them and they'll just empty out the drawer and hand it to me they're crazy they won't do that you wouldn't expect that why So why do you let people do that to you? Oh, it's a nice thing. I'm just a Christian. Nice. Walk all over me. I'm a doormat. It's not about being mean. It's not about being nice. It's about obeying the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, man. Woo-hoo-hoo! Then the fish can't do it. The law. The Ruach can. The Ruach can. Now the law, you need a law for your business. Mm -hmm. The law is for the wicked. And I know you're going to have, and you have had wicked customers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot here. The law will totally protect you from sinners and you're surrounded by them. (laughs) But the holy law, and the law is righteous and good, it is written, is for sinners. So in the marketplace, if you are not laying down the law, you will be continuously taken advantage of and that is sin. It's sin. It's mismanagement. And it's important you understand, in the parables of Jesus Christ, and I believe it's 157 in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the number of fish that they caught in the right side of the boat corresponds to the parables. Uh, ten times more did Jesus Christ speak about money than love. Right? So the gospel, according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, talks about money ten times, if you want to be biblical Christians, more than love. You know you're a false Christian if you can't talk about money. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the one you call God, and the one you worship on Sunday morning, talked about money ten times more than love. Why? Because you can't even begin knowing what love is until your money is sanctified to the Lord. Until the mammon and the treasure of this world, that mineral level of the nefesh, is in God's hands, like Jacob tithing to his son Levi in Genesis 28. He made a vow to tithe to his son in the Bible. Why? Because it represented the act of humility of sanctifying the minerals, the wealth, the gems of all silver and gold into God's priesthood. If God's priesthood is not held higher than your business, you're a devil worshiper. You literally worship demons. The biblical precedent is that God's ministry, God's priesthood, be held up as the leadership. What is the king? The high priest. The high priest is the king to the kings and priests of the earth. Revelation 1. If the priesthood is not held up, there's no kingship. There's no rulership. There's no angelic likeness. There's no actual dominion and authority and power of Shekinah, and it's all nefesh. It's all just human garbage. It has to burn. So these basic principles, discipleship in your lives, is what gets you in the narrow path to begin putting into order God's original design in your souls, in your minds, in your spirits, and in your flesh, and in your relationships, in your marketplace, and in your finances. Finances is huge. Finances are a huge issue when you're overcoming Jezebel 
into the moon. And I, I commend the men and women that have been making progress in this area because I can feel the astonishment and the gladness of God by some of you that were just so tight, like tight wads, that were so offended and easily offended about finances and now it's just free flowing and you're learning how to go on autopilot in areas of your life where the divine nature is being formed. Others of you, you've never had obedience in this area and you are in mineral bondage in the nefesh earth soul and the only way you're going to get out is by hearing the prophetic commandment to you today to repent and bring the mineral, the animal, the plants and the human nature of the nefesh onto the altar and give it to the priesthood. Let them burn it. The word of God will burn it. The word of God will cleanse you. You are clean by the words I have spoken. What kind of words, Lord Jesus? By the words full of Shekinah, the words of grace, the words of fire. The forgiveness of sin is in the receiving of the word. Notice, younger prodigal is coming straight off of drugs, alcohol, and having sex with prostitutes. Okay? Now, God didn't say, Go kill a turtle dove at the temple. No. What do you say? Go and eat. Why? Because you're washed from your sins as you eat the word of God. It's the light of the word, the washing of the water of the word of Torah that washes your sins away. Because this word has the blood, the water, and the spirit of Messiah Jesus Christ in it. Therefore, it takes away your sins, which means no one has ever been forgiven their iniquity or sin unless they've eaten and obeyed the words of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You're walking the pathway of repentance. That's the narrow path. We talked about this the other day, but you're going from repentance to repentance. One of the common themes that I found in studying rabbinical literature, which is oftentimes just the, the teachings and the expounding on the wisdom of the Old Testament. Now, how are you gonna have wisdom about the mysteries of the Old Testament? How are you gonna have wisdom on the mysteries of the New Testament, the New Torah? All these things have to be formed inside you, walked in obediently. You don't just skip, you know, mineral obedience to go stand on the moon, <laughs> go into the sun, Close of in righteousness. The sun. It, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> It's a, it's a path. Yeah. Progressive sacrifices. It's progressive, yeah, sacrifice, which is progressive repentance. And obedience. That's how you know what true repentance is. It's sacrifice. Progressive obedience. Until it no longer seems like a sacrifice at anymore. all. Because obedience is the son's nature. Now Christ is mm -hmm. formed in you. Right. And what have we learned on Joel's bar <laughs> over the years? Repentance is to go higher. Read Penthouse. Mm. Well, what Penthouse do you want to be in in the Sapphire Stones? Keter. <laughs> That's the good one, yeah. Uh -huh. The Keter of the Father. And you mentioned it mm. earlier that uh, Da'at is sealed away for now. What is Da'at? The Holy Spirit of Knowledge. Well, Wisdom, who's been here since the beginning, what did Wisdom tell us in the book of Proverbs? Whatever you get, get Hakma, get Bina. Whatever you get and all you're getting, it's written in the Word of God, get Hakma, get Bina, which is what? Get wisdom, get understanding, get wisdom. That's what Brandon was talking about earlier on this broadcast. Get wisdom, get understanding. So what is that sealing away? You know, every time we go up these trees, there's that jump. You make the jump from Hesed to Bina, 
and you can't land on that because of the uh, there's kind of a bone throne of Satan abyss you know the head from like the head in the hand of you know Jezebel which represents it in the earth but uh, but what is that supposed to be it's the Holy Spirit of knowledge you studied the menorah lamp you took your notes in the class of the master class a lot of you shared them online thank you for doing that too that's really nice all those parts of the menorah lamp the seven spirits of God at it represents the Holy Spirit of knowledge sealed away for a time well the stone was rolled away for Jesus and he ascended what is it what is the prophecy of the times that we're going to be coming into the knowledge what is the at knowledge the Holy Spirit of knowledge the knowledge of God will what cover cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, like the mm. waters cover the Shekinah. The days of Noah. The days of Noah. It's the coming Shekinah of the celestial word of a people dwelling in celestial Jerusalem becoming new covenant celestial Israel. Celestial Israelites are celestial temples of sapphire stones that bring the waters of Shekinah ruling over the earth for a thousand years amen do you have yeah. the uh the chart that you made not the new world's chart what's the other chart it has the ones you can see the sapphire stone names on them okay okay because mm -hmm. that is not just knowledge it's the holy spirit of knowledge what is it called i, I got so many charts under now yeah okay we do have it is it Sapphire World's chart? Yeah, this is the one. So, that is on there. Oftentimes, we'll see that with like a little dotted line because it's not technically considered. Yetzira! Yetzira! Woo! <laughs> Fine. That feels good to say. That is not just knowledge. Why is that the home of the bone throne of Satan in the human vessels? And not the Holy Spirit of knowledge of the menorah lamp of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what that also represents. Moses. What is the tool, the main tool of the fallen angels and their lordship over the earth? It's the words that came from Moses that came down through sapphire stones. The commandments, the Torah, right? The Pentateuch. It's their use and abuse, misuse of the dead letter of Moses. And then with the New Testament, they've also incorporated that into their use. That's why in the Old Testament, they built pyramids. In the Israel actually built many pyramids representing the covenant people are still building for Egypt today. Amen. And in the New Testament, we have churches with steeples, and uh, sometimes it's a spiritual steeple. They don't even really bother as much. They have so much stolen grace, they don't even really bother as much with the building design anymore because they don't need to, because it works so well. They harvest enough energy in the form that they do now. What they're doing, uh, if you'll see pictures... They just harvest home churches now, too. Yeah, they just, yeah, just everyone <laughs> on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Matrix tub of goo battery systems yeah so 
ministries. Well, we have better things in mind for you. Glory. But Da'at represents Moses. <laughs> so what are you going to need? You're going to need the wisdom of no Moses. You're going to need the wisdom of Moses. Amen. To overcome the bone throne of Satan. It should not be there. Instead of knowledge that puffs up with a dead letter of Moses, mm -hmm. you are going to need the wisdom of Moses. Why is it? Why do they say in the New Testament that when the Jews would read the Old Testament, the veil was still there? And they even knew the secrets of Moses, but the veil was still there. Mm, they had the knowledge without the wisdom. What is all Freemasonry and all the old cult of the ruling class of society and all of the world right now in 2023? Knowledge without the wisdom. And in all of their occult buildings and all the Freemason lodges and all the, what are the Bilderberg group and mm -hmm. all of those, basically the mafia that's behind the scenes that most of you already know about because I know you've already seen all the truther information. In every nation. In every nation. The sorcerers. It, that What is their sorcery? Moses. It's the knowledge of the secrets of Moses apart from the seven spirits of Jesus Christ. That's right. The stone that the builders... The stone that the Masons rejected is Jesus Christ. The real Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. Who died on the cross for your sins. Mm -hmm. And who was raised to life on the third day. And he ascended. The Jesus Christ who ascended. Who fulfilled his cosmic passion. He was crucified before the foundations of the earth. On this tree. On what tree? Mm -hmm. The knowledge about good and evil. He is the tree of life. That's why the heavens turned black at his crucifixion. Because he was crucified with all the Sephirot. Blood and water poured out. The sun turned black, it is written. <laughs> <laughs> He made a way for you to ascend. For you to decline ascension on sapphire stones is to trample the blood of Jesus underfoot. That's right. Say, oh no, I don't need that. I, I, it's nice that you went through all the trouble and the greatest suffering that any man could ever know and know, that no man and no woman has known before or after. The greatest cup of suffering. The greatest sacrifice. The most costly sacrifice. Oh no, I don't I don't need what you paid for. I'm gonna do my own thing. Oh yeah, those apostles and prophets you sent me? Yeah, I, I I don't need it. I have my own relationship with my own ideas about what I think you wanna do. Yeah. You're trampling the blood of Jesus underfoot. Oh, I don't need to support what your red letter ministry in the earth. This isn't just somebody came up with a ministry. <laughs> Jesus Christ himself gave the mandate to Brandon and said, it's not, it's not going to be, you're not going to pastor cities and nations. You're not going to pastor you're gonna churches. Pa churches. You're going to pastor cities, cities and, and nations. And it'll be not my churches. ministry. Call it the red letter ministry. The audible voice of Jesus Christ spoke that my senior year of Bible college in 2006 in my car. That's how Red Letter Ministries was birthed, by Jesus Christ himself audibly speaking that in my car. The calling is for global ministry. 
There is not one of us on this team that woke up one day and said, I'm going to be a minister. I'm going to go yeah. for global revival. I mean, we were all over the place doing whatever we're we wanted Ireland's to do. Ireland's worst nightmare. It's <laughs> true. Especially nowadays. This team in Red Letter Ministries has been hand-selected by the hand of God and given mandates. We were pulled out of all kinds of different life situations. They're your team challenge. Mm. You know, you got court-ordered into the army of the Lord, basically. Yep. Uh, we were all doing our own thing. I didn't have any thought of... I never thought I'd be... The thought of becoming an apostle... I was arrested into never the Never even crossed my mind. <laughs> I didn't even... that I couldn't fathom that possibility Adjudicated ever. into the glory. Yeah, so... But, but God wanted to do it. <laughs> It's his decision. Court ordered into Shekinah. Court, you've been court ordered. You did too. And the Shekinah, the lightning cloud. Like bringing back the cloud chariot for you guys today. A little throwback. We're gonna court order all you guys into the Shekinah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Shekinah boot camp. Yeah. Let these angels be like militaries that just accost you and throw you into Shekinah realms and just blow it's your mind. How it goes. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll do it. They love doing that. So. It's fun. Once you're willing, even even if there is like an opening in your spirit, like mm -hmm. Solitarsis, which is really what happened to me, there was just an opening in my spirit, very small, but then God just pried it open and blew it up. If there's just even a little bit of opening in your heart, in your spirit, for these things, got to blow them up. You just got to open the door, even just a slightly, like it says in Song of Solomon, she barely opens the door, mm -hmm. and then the doorknob begin to drip with myrrh. Which means the anointing begins to go into your spirit. And that'll just blow you up. A couple of drips and drops of that fresh oil from the third heaven, from the seventh heaven, and you're blown up. Like one drop of that substance, guys, of that liquid glory that Jesus Christ the King walks in, the anointed one, if one drop of that gets into your spirit, it's like C4. It'll literally blow you up like dynamite. And it's a good blowing up. It'll blow you up with light. And the darkness just goes obliterated and that's what he wants to do with you but you have to open your heart how much every day every day you choose if the door is open or closed people will get really foolish if they think they're opening their heart by just hearing with their ears you never get obedience or fruit out of that nonsense you got to open and hear with your heart with your spirit man he said Amen. if you love me you obey my commands They're like, oh yeah I love God I love God but hold on a second God himself Chosen, set apart, RLM, and the people who are in it now, as his ministry, and sent us to you with this message, with commandments. Mm -hmm. So, if you're going to say, oh yeah, I love God, I obey his command, you mean some idea of some other thing that God might be doing out there, some other thing. What is God's heart right now? What is the main thing that God is doing in the earth right now? He wants to harvest the nations to the sapphire stones. <laughs> so he said, okay, I'm going to pick these leaders. We're going to do this. And then here you go. And then he, the angels were faithful. They brought you here. And now here you are to receive what God wanted to tell you. If there's no obedience to that, there's no love for God. If you love me, you obey my commands. 
Who did he send? He always sent apostles. And he said, after that, he said, I'm going to send prophets to you. And then what did he say? What? You're going to murder them. Notice he was talking to Christians. He was talking to his followers. He says, if you love me, you obey my commandments and I'll send prophets to you. That's scripture. Now that's red letters. And when I send my prophets to you, he's speaking to people that believe and follow Jesus Christ. He says, those that believe and follow Jesus Christ would still continue to murder the prophets. As mm -hmm. you've seen in this ministry in the USA, continuous murder, continuous persecution, misunderstanding, and attack on every side from even grandma's spitting on the ground when we walk by. Why is that? Because we're going after the curse of the fall. We're going after the whole beast and the whole beast system. We're going after Cain, and we're going after it because we're sent from God to do it and we're anointed to do it. And oftentimes, the only ones that really come around are like David's mighty men at first, the Gadites. Mm -hmm. They're all felons, outcasts of society, really not the brightest or the best like Paul says in his ministry. Not you guys, you guys are the brightest and best, but the ones walking <laughs> online that I don't have to see physically. <laughs> but Paul says that, he said, not a lot of you are lawyers, not a lot of you are doctors. Why is he saying that? Because you have to come to a brokenness of the nefesh. If you're successful in nefesh, why would you want ruah? There'd never be success in the ruah if you're successful in nefesh. The nefesh is the clay jar that Jesus Christ said must be broken to pieces like pottery. Success in the nefesh as a Christian is lukewarmness. That's why this society is so poisonous, because it offers you nefesh success. Mm. Total delusion. You need to destroy that. That's why only extremely radical ministries predestined for mm. ordained can even attack the nefesh, because they have an understanding. There's no success in those dimensions. Only in the dimensions of the resurrection on sapphire stones with angels. That's the first taste of success in the practice of righteousness. The other stuff is like barely even saved in your spirit. Now let's get into barely saved in your soul. Then how about after that? You know what you get into? Barely saved in your bodies, but you be saved in your bodies. What does that mean? Regeneration of cells. You look like you're 22 years old at 400, but you're barely saved in your bodies. That's a barely saved in your spirit, barely saved in your soul, to barely saved in your bodies. A progression through ascension of walking in the Shekinah. And where does Shekinah come from? From the rock that is Christ. First step for all of you, moon, then Mercury, then Venus, then be sun-sealed in the world of Isaiah. Uh, and then in that Isaiah's son is the bridegroom's chambers. Psalms 19, the sun is the bridegroom's chambers. That'll be a sun seal of Song of Solomon 8, a reality. Then, and only then, are you an overcomer in the first world. You've overcome the first world because now you're not under the sun. What's under the sun? All that is evil, all that is wicked, all that is beast, Ecclesiastes 3. <laughs> all that is animal is under the sun. I just read in my note, all that is evil when you said it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Ecclesiastes 3. All, A-L-L, all means everything that is under the sun, is beast. Or animal mark of the beast in the forehead and the hand. So that's what the beast mark actually is. is an elevation of your inner man's ascension and resurrection as children of the resurrection. If you don't rise into the sun, you're under the sun, you're living as animals. Once you're sun-sealed in the first world as an overcomer, you're now beginning to live angelically. That's God's commandment for, for all of you at the sound of my voice this year, 
and it will multiply as you go up and get sealed there will be a whole group that will multiply like a hundredfold after this group that will come up following your leadership because it, it's a movement of direction upward. Yeah. The ascension and the children of the resurrection is the great resurrection or the great awakening of the end times. But it starts with a company that gets stun-sealed in their spirit in the first world of Messiah. Then it has a momentum and there will be a, like a hundredfold that will come after you that will go up into the sun. Then after that, it'd be like a thousand fold that come up into the sun. Then it'd be like a hundred thousand. Then you have 60 million soldiers, sun sealed in Isaiah, no longer living like Nefesh, living as Ruah, sun sealed like angel in Joel's army, in Red Letter Ministries. And it will set the president and the standard for Christianity being restored to original design of Genesis 1 from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the manifesting sons of God. This is God's plan and will for this timeline right now, and it shall come to pass without delay and without demons in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> I think uh, that was, uh, we had that confirmation on the destruction of all evil and on the topic of barely saved, that we should uh, go to our barely knowledge of the Barely knowing the alphabet and look at the olive. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just such a, I couldn't believe you said the exact same words as the note. Plus, it's not like we have anything better to do than study Torah. Amen. Yeah, the time seems to be really flying by when we're having fun in Torah these days. Yeah, Two hour broadcasts, really like, like a five nothing, minutes. Five minutes, yeah, it's like we just started. Um, Yeah, the this is the pathways of repentance. You know, we might be coming out of mineral level. <laughs> Uh, wherever we're at, we might be in the sun, over the sun, under the sun. But Joshua, this is the pathway of the disciple. That bottom left-hand side, the Yud there, that represents the overcoming of Amalek. Which is what? The personification. The characteristics of all that is evil. Out of the world of Esau, out of the world of Cain. Why was Joshua selected to destroy, to anathema, Amalek? Hashtag anathema Amalek. Out of your DNA. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All that is evil. Joshua, he did not depart from the tent. What's the tent? The Vav is the tent. He did not depart from the tent. Now, Moses was deep inside the tent. Joshua stayed in the tent. He stayed by the tent, in the tent, around the tent. Stay by the tent. Why? He was a true disciple. He was the truest disciple ever recorded in rabbinical history. Amen. He fully embraced the humility of Moses. He wanted to be just like Moses. He's going to do whatever it takes. He had the fear of God. He had the love of God. The fear of God and the love of God. He embraced the humility of Moses. That light, that top yud on the right top side of Aleph, that comes down through what? Through who? Through Moses. Moses, who was set apart, sanctified, and raised up the Aleph, 
also represents. You see the lion, eagle, ox, man. <laughs> With the appearance of a man sitting on a throne. For you to walk. In. That nature. Glorified. Like a living creature. There are some things you're going to have to overcome. There are enemies you must slaughter. Spiritual enemies you must slaughter out of the Holy Land. Out of your earthen vessel. Out of the world that you live in. Through the power of humility and the power of prayer, the power of righteousness, holiness. And that Vav, that tent. What is the Vav, if you remember from the, the master class? Those six... Those six... Hmm. Sephirot. The fire rose. You remember. Joshua did not depart from the tent. What's the tent? The Vav? Hmm. It's a celestial tent. It said to Yasad. Yeah. It's the overcoming of the number of man. Forsaking the glory of man. What was that last? What's the last one on our mineral level? Man. You overcoming overcome. the 666 man in the forehead. The human nature. The beast. Then you stand on Yasad. Now let's look at the olive thing. This is the pathway of repentance. It's about completing the olive. Well, the olive, you can write this in your notes, also represents Keter. They say Yud was the first one, right? You know, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. Mm. Right? Hawk, Mabina, the fire rose, the six. That fire rose, the six, the tent. That is represented in the Hesed through Yasad. That's the tent. Also represents the holy place. But what is the olive? This is that part at the very top of the, the Yad. In yad he vav he, which is the name of God. The crown or the thorn on the crown of Yud, which is the word of God, it represents Jesus Christ. Crown of thorns for a crown of stars. His cosmic passion fulfilled. Represents the breath before the spoken word. Remember this part of the alphabet, it doesn't make a sound. It's the breath. It's, it's the breath. The whisper, the gentle voice. What voice, the breath, what is prophesied that to be used to slay Satan with the breath mm. of my mouth? Whose mouth? Is your mouth God's mouth? Is there animal level, vegetable, mineral level? Words coming out, slander, mm. self-worship, 
That ain't God's the Aleph of Keter. That's a missed uh, another secret here we're revealing today at Joel's bar. That's why we like to have the little mystery nuggets at the end for anyone, you know, who wants to stick around and listen to these. That you can rise <laughs> and slay Satan, and we're going to say the Satans, with the breath of his mouth of Keter. Your mouth consecrated. Mm. Not your. This is not your body. You're bought with a price. So honor God with your mouth. Honor God with your eyes. The Aleph of Keter will completely slay the Cliffoth. You got to see who's at the very top on Keter? Yep, Satan. So this is, yeah. These are the mysteries that God wants to This is how it actually happens and ends the curse of the fall. Amen. So, and the Aleph... Yeah, this is why we love righteousness. We love we love studying righteousness. That bottom left yud is destroying Amalek. So we have things to overcome. There's a work to be done. Right now, we've got a couple of champions rising on sapphire stones. We need an army put together. So let 60 million champions arise in the earth to join Red Letter Ministries as faithful, loyal soldiers to walk on sapphire stones who can receive the commandments of the Lord through rank and order from Apostle Brandon. I've seen it so many times, the overcoming, even in dreams and visions of giants, principalities, raining down, and nobody else in the whole world knows how to handle the terror of it. And that's the time when Red Letter Ministries is the last stronghold, the last safe haven, and the only armory that has a chance against these level of giants. People were coming and seeking safe haven but they were worthless for the fight. So they had to go with the women and the children. Don't be worthless for the fight. It's not even a guarantee. What are you gonna do? Just hide in a hole and hope they don't come? Pick up a sword, pick up a shield, get fully armored and ready to go. Uh, but we're gonna do the olive just a little bit more. We'll get a couple more mysteries here because it's important that you begin to learn how to slay the Satans with the breath of God's mouth. And what have you been preaching on all day today? The breath of God. Ooh. So are you gonna live by the nefesh or are you gonna live by the ruah that can save your life? Mm. And what else means breath? Neshama. <laughs> it's an, think of it as an upgrade to your sword. What kind of breath do we need to have? purified to slay these satans forever what kind of breath out of your mouth at least just to slay the the rock level demons vegetable level demons and no self-pity i don't want to hear any self-pity oh the vegetables are beating me up today <laughs> <laughs> the vegetables on my pizza beat me up today i i, I went i backslid to the pizza <laughs> 
I I was supposed to be in prayer and fasting. You need to come over I, to the mango. I, I backslid. <laughs> they are gentle, sweet mango. Where is mango in the Bible? Genesis one eleven. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. So you remember Moses, his face shone like what? The sun. Joshua, like the moon. He reflected the glory of Moses. As a disciple, you reflect the glory of your teachers. Everyone who teaches us, we're humble to receive the teaching. We humble ourselves to receive a teaching that's higher than us, overcoming that stubbornness for the glory of God out of the fear and the love of God by never departing from the tent. That is where you unite the sun and the moon. That's the uniting of Tifra and Shekinah, which is also necessary when it comes time for the final battle. At the end of all things, you will need the unification of Tifra and Shekinah. Mm. That is absolutely critical. It's teacher and this this parable here, it's teacher and disciple. That is what's going to restore that lower point by how the upper point. This is a whole cohesive letter here. When the light is the river of life flowing through the sapphire stones, through the vav, through the fire rose, through Hesed, through Yasad, into Malkut, elevating Malkut. Malkut also represents your voice. Elevate your voice to where you can speak a higher word where you breathe a higher air, where you create a higher reality that more resembles the Garden of Eden. But you have to meet the conditions for repentance. That's why we've been preaching all this week on the conditions for repentance, starting at least the bare minimum. True repentance, not like Brandon was explaining, zeal without knowledge. Zeal without knowledge. What is knowledge to add? Moses. You can't have zeal. What's the problem? He said zeal without knowledge. Zeal without the wisdom of Moses. That's what's wrong with the church today. That's why they're completely defenseless against Jezebel's tower. That's written in Revelation 15.1. They sing the song of Moses. It's the wisdom of Moses required to be an overcomer of the end time. <clears throat> no. That repentance, the best way that it is accomplished is by remaining quiet and silent when embarrassed. Why embarrassed? What's the embarrassment of this olive? It's called the embarrassment of a disciple. What are you willing to endure? Oh, what is that Joshua boy, the handmaiden? Uh -huh. Never... Never departing mm -hmm. from the tent, man boy. Wor man worshiper. Man worshiper. He cult. thinks he's so special. Following Moses. Brand he went. God said only Moses. How come he still got to go with Moses? Oh, yeah. Because he gets to bring his servant, too. Can we humble ourselves to be a servant? We can't call ourselves servant of the Lord unless we are willing to be a servant of man. A servant of a man whom God has given his vision to. Oh, I just, well, well, I'm with the Korah, you know, Korah, they, mm. they're real, they're just as much as good as Aaron, and I just, I don't think why they think they're so special. Well, that didn't turn out right. 
<laughs> There's an embarrassment. That's the that's the vav. Going up the fi you want to go up the fire rose. It's the pain of the disciple when they choose to follow the teacher. And this is not just oh, it's so hard with red letter ministries. I'm so persecuted. I've look. I've been studying these uh, rabbinical records, history, writings. How has this always worked for thousands of years? This is not something new, and this is really what I thought was interesting. There is always hardship and embarrassment and types of suffering that you must be willing to endure in order to follow the righteous one and the righteous ones of your generation. It's, it's nothing new. Every single record, it's the same. Difficulties, trials, yokes, struggles, and the ones who have wisdom, they would all say the same thing. What is each? I'm like, wow, where is this is missing in all of Christianity currently in 2023 in America? The difficulties, the tests, the trials, the yokes, the struggles, they're a test of what? Determination. How willing are you to sacrifice to attain what? Godliness. And the greater the willingness... To continue in the struggle, the greater your gain. So you learn as a disciple to strive for the highest heights where God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to rise. So today! Mm -hmm. Today! That top olive point, he's waiting for you to rise. You learn how to strive for the highest heights and also when you're feeling low, when you're backsliding from your devotion that's when you learn how to find God everyone goes through the ups and downs of the spiritual journey of a disciple it's not to self-pity beat yourself up that point is for you to realize that God is always with you and will not let you down which is why when you're feeling low if you're going through something everyone goes through something difficulties trials what is god looking to see what are the angels looking to see and what is the what are the enemies trying to see how determined is he really how determined is she really i bet if there's enough embarrassment they'll fors forsake the apostle they'll forsake the disciple <laughs> it's that going back and forth between god will call you up higher you develop that striving for heights to go to God, to return to God. And then when you deal with the backsliding nature of the human being, you learn how to find God. You learn how to find God when you're struggling. Everyone has some kind of a struggle. I don't care who you are, where you come from, where you're going. You have to overcome the struggle. And how you do that is you learn how to find God. Don't just, oh, well, I was so high back then and this other thing happened and now I'm down here. And Understanding and the revelation of the experience that God is always with you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Well, just because you're backsliding, does that mean you're going to abandon God? I hope not.
And what we see is the initial repentance that you had when you came to Christ. The initial repentance when you had when you got introduced to the glory. You go from repentance to repentance, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It's been the same thing for thousands of years. Even in the Old Covenant, Jewish scholars, for thousands of years. You repent, and then your later repentance is repenting for how you originally repented. Isn't that how it goes? Oh, I came to the Lord and I repented. And then later on, you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I gotta repent for how I repented, you know. It's more and more realizing of even repenting for the way you originally repented. This struggle itself is your primary repentance, that first repentance. That's the real struggle, because then you're like, oh, well, I'm a good Christian. I'm a follower of God. I'm a follower of Moses. But what's interesting is that the closer that any of these disciples would come to the righteous one of their generation, the more they would find the stumbling blocks, the struggles, the closer they tried to get to the Zadik, the righteous one, or the Zedekim, the group of the people who would come together and learn righteousness. The Zedekim. The Zedekim. Mm, juicy. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's a company of righteous. The RLMB, the, the Zedekim. Zedekim. Mm. But the closer you try to get to those, the more you see the, the stumbling blocks, the difficulties that hinder the drawing near. And so what happens is they feel more distance from being able to repent. There's a struggle there. There's a, you have to overcome. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to be in the RLM now. I'm just going to be close to the righteous ones and just nothing, not have to deal with anything in my fallen nature. Yeah, now it says Joshua and Moses' relationship of the Aleph, the perfecting of the Ruah, of the soul. Oh, it's amazing. This is beautiful. Yeah. It's worth, it's worth staying yeah, on here for. It's a really beautiful vision in my mind. The reason why we like to stay on for these things <laughs> is because tomorrow God's going to give us a fresh new word. And if I don't share this with you today, it ends here with me. Maybe it'll make it to a Facebook post, but my days, I only have a certain amount of time to do certain things. And it gives me something every day. So if we don't get these little nuggets, I mean, I'll probably, you know, end up showing it to Brandon. And then maybe it'll come out later out of a Joel's yeah, it's bar. It's important to teach it like this. Like, yeah, so when it, this is, when it's a fresh bread, even though, you know, it's after 8 p.m., I'm sure mm -hmm. you have things your nefesh would rather be doing. Have to maybe. Bring a bedpan to Joel's bar. Bedpan. <laughs> Joel's bar, bedpan. But <laughs> at least, even for those who value these things with the fresh, those, what we've been giving you all this time tonight is fresh bread from heaven. Mm. Tomorrow it's going to be different. It's going to be something completely different tomorrow. There might be similar themes throughout the week. But when I've noticed that if I get something like this and I don't share it, or I don't make the time to share it, he keeps moving on to the next thing. Mm. I got it, mm. but I want you to have it. Yeah. What's the point of me having this if you're not walking your destiny? My destiny is to bring forth your destinies. So what's the point? Do you see? Yeah, you're doing good, yeah. Rebecca. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Wonderful. They're all back this time. Why'd I come to Earth? I'm just... No, okay, no. We're, just... We're not in that yeah. season. No, kicking butt, man. The food is just scrumptious. We like to eat this I would say stuff. scrumptious, diddlyumptious. Woo! 
Amen. Five star review. Five star review. I'm DoorDash. We're gonna get to Wagyu level. The, the, the door of your spirit Tora. dashed. It feels good in the door of your spirit, Enoch. <laughs> Dash away from your pizzas and into the How was spirit. the delivery? Satisfying. Satisfying. Delivery. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. The door was dashed to pieces like pottery. And you're gonna like this. The whole, all the consensus of rabbinical wisdom in the Mo Moses or Moshi to Joshua relationship of the tabernacle. You're creating the dwelling. If there's no Moses, if there's no Joshua, you think the, the dwelling of the Shekinah is going to shakan upon them? No! You know the only person in all Jewish history, the only person who could erect the temple mm. or the tabernacle, the tabernacle in the wilderness, none of them could put it together. They could do the individual parts that were their job to do. Mm. Every one of them could do their own part. But it was impossible. No amount of skill or, or ability or wisdom or um, strength, because it took so much strength. Nobody in all the camp of Israel in the wilderness could put to, could erect the tabernacle. They got all the parts, couldn't do it. Why could Moses do it? Because God took him up and showed him the pattern. There's something, it's the, when God shows it to Moses, the Moses instructs the people, here's the pattern, this is what God mm -hmm. said. The, he was born, Moses, right, the book of Joshua, he had the sun and the moon in him from birth. He had a special destiny and calling. Yes, God didn't it in him from birth. So what happens is everyone does their own part. How much was Bezalel praised for the work that he did? How much, you know, were the different people praised for bringing in the part that they needed to bring in? So don't worry about, oh, it's so hard. I don't know how it all fits together. Don't worry about it. Someone's going to do that. He imparted all that sapphire stone of Tiferet mm -hmm. and Yassad into the whole nation. Right. <laughs> and with it's the same thing with your prayers. Oh, how do I get my prayer up so high? Don't worry about that. You're not going to learn all those years that we've been studying sapphire stones and fighting principalities and understanding how this works. You have a team here together. You align with them, right? Like Joshua coming to the tabernacle, coming to the tent, so you can receive that light coming down from Moses. So if your prayers, oh, you can believe Joshua's prayers were answered. That connection that he had. Because when you receive more light from Moses or from the teacher, whoever the Zadikim, the Zadik, Right, you have the Zadik restoration of righteousness, and you have the group of Zadikim. Mm. The more light you receive, the less the darkness and the demons have influence over your world. It's really bright. So if you sin and you block it <laughs> off, then the light doesn't come in, the demons are ruling. So we're going to get brighter. King of Shekinah. Right, glory to glory. He's definitely here. Amen, 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 amen. So... Yeah, and that's why, by the way, Satan has his bone thrown set up in the place of Moses. Mm. But I believe that the stone was rolled away wow, so for true. a purpose. There's going to be the restoration of the knowledge of the glory of God. Things are going to change <laughs> when the temple of living stones is erected. Everyone has to do their part. And then you bring it together. And it's going to be put together. And the glory is going to shakan upon us. <laughs> and that's going to slay Satan with the breath of his mouth. So, but throughout all this rabbinical literature of the relationship between the Moses and the Joshua, the Zadik to the Zadikim, 
it's the same all across the board. The ideal way to repent, which is to go higher, to continue to change, to circumcise the heart, the ideal way to repent is by what? Drawing closer to the true Zadokim. Hmm. The ideal t way to repent is by drawing closer to the ones walking in righteousness. They always have more shikana, don't they? Yeah. To, to what? To receive more light. How? Oh, by being buddy-buddy on messenger and just bribery and flattery? No. None of that. <laughs> That's getting anathema out of the camp permanently. It's like making your ministers or your brothers and sisters flames of Shekinah. Amen. By receiving to Cabal instruction. Joshua, what? He, he was ready at any moment. Are we going up the mountain? Ready to go. Are we praying fasting? Ready to go. Oh, or we gather the people. We're going to teach them the secrets and the mysteries that God wants to unveil today about all this, the Torah, the Pentateuch that we got, you know, from the angels and the flaming fire and Metatron was there. I think it might be in, I think it might be in Jubilees, but if you've been there, if you've seen it in the spirit, you know, Enoch was there. And Enoch, mm -hmm. this... Enoch was on Sinai, that's the truth anyhow. Yes, so, <laughs> you know, mm, it's Glory. good, it's uh, so juicy, but um, we'll the finish up. Eternity things, of eternities, of Shekinah teachings, of words that bring forth more light in your spirit, soul, mind, and body. So, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, the righteous ones, they reveal the light <laughs> of the upper olive, and they shine it through the vav into the lower point, so that those at the lower levels can be filled with the hope mm. that they can always find God. So the nations turn white in their heads for harvest. If you want the restoration of the light of hope, this is how you do it. Mm. We need the light of hope, faith, hope, and love. To restore the light of hope is this picture of the olive. The relationship between the teacher, the Zadik, and the Zadikim, the ones who are learning righteousness. They funnel that down through the Vav, and you receive it, and you slay Amalek with it. And that's where it starts. And as you go up and you conquer, and that olive is completely formed in you, it's the image of a man on a throne. The lion, eagle, ox, man. The, what, the appearance of a man <laughs> sitting on a throne. God was in the word that he spoke the worlds into existence. So if you go into the word, you're going into God's throne. And that overcoming of Amalek is the destruction of the evil impulse of the flesh and of the heart. So that's the repentance that can get you to the higher place. So you have to overcome the lust. You receive the light and the teaching until you have enough of it to slaughter that wickedness in the heart. That's how you're going to go from the lower levels to the higher levels. And then I'll leave you with this one more thing, because this is something I think some people might think, oh, why is it so unique to Red Letter Ministries? Why is there so, so many crazy people attacking and controversy on co just crazy, all the stuff that we had to deal with? This is actually nothing new. Yeah. The only reason it's new, it might be new to you or to your family members or friends, is because it's not common in Christianity is not this doesn't normally happen like this you've never seen anything like this happen in any church building made by human hands 
the controversy surrounding the Zadik. Now, this is rabbinical literature. This is the consensus across all rabbinical literature of the relationships between the righteous and the ones learning righteousness. The Moses and the Joshua. The controversy to become a disciple surrounding the Zadik, the righteous one, is a test. It's like this by God's design on purpose. That's Amen. why it's so hard. <laughs> the controversy of like, well, it's controversy abounds. Why? <laughs> this is how God has always done it for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> he hasn't changed. We got to get with the program. But it's so hard. But how do I know? Well, I've just had unbelief in my heart about Arlem and I'm just not sure. And I heard all these things. It's always been like this. <laughs> Anytime a disciple would go through hardships, they would travel even in the cold in the winter, go see the rabbi. People would greet them in the town and warn them. Well, don't you know the controversy surrounding them? It's so, you know, heretical. It's always been like that. Always. Only later after they die and then they're honored. Same with the prophets. The controversy surrounding the Zadik is a test to see if the disciple will remain steadfast in his faith. So good. Steadfast in his faith in the Zadokim. Not just big, in God out there. That's a big truth anyhow. The controversy surrounding the Zadik is a test to see if the disciple will remain steadfast in his faith, not just in God out there somewhere, his faith in the Zadokim, hmm. the righteous ones, and continue trying to draw closer to them. This is why, now this might, this, Prepare the animal feelings to potentially be wounded. Warning. Heads up. Take that out. Tell, take put that priesthood knife to the animal. This is also why we find that the Zedekim, righteous ones, not church, mean church people. This is why we find that the Zedekim, the righteous ones, will occasionally treat their disciples with indifference and even rejection. Oh, they've rejected me. Yes, on purpose, by God's design. Did you hear that? This is established for thousands of years. True righteousness training. Hmm. This is this test of the controversy surrounding the Zadik. The controversy, it's the test. Will you remain steadfast in your faith to the righteous ones? This is why we find that the Zadikim will occasionally treat their disciples with indifference and even rejection. The disciple is being tested. If he remains steadfast in his faith in the Zadik and in the devotions that that Zadik has prescribed, the embarrassment that he endures at the hands of the Zadik will be transformed into light. Shekinah. Shekinah to Shekinah. Shekinah from the olive's upper point. <laughs> mm. Amen. Well, Isn't that good? Amen. So, that was like the best teaching ever at Joel's Bar. Just let that stew in you forever. Let it be sealed in your hearts to bear forth the fruit of that holy word. Thank you, Jesus, for your word coming forth today in such a powerful way. Hallelujah. We honor your word, Father. Glory. It's so holy. I want to give it just a minute of reverence before we even go into the next segment. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for teaching us the higher things of righteousness and allowing us to hear them. 
and understand them and grow in your light and become better priests of the Melchizedek order. Amen. Amen. Thank you people for supporting Shadrach's air conditioner. We raised about $2,000 and we've already sent him $2,000. Um, just a little bit more to go, but uh, if you want to sow into that, there's 500 remaining. You can give, click any of the links in the description. We're going to get that to him this week, but it's significant to raise something with no prior warning and just to tell the people that this is an urgent need. Our studio is like a sauna in Nairobi, right on the equator with no air conditioning. And you see him sweating bullets as he's ministering to you and you're getting blessed in such rich words of Torah. Let's get him some air conditioning. And people dug deep and we were able to raise 2,000 within 24 hours. And that's just significant. So that is commendable. And thank you very much for that. That will change lives. That will change the world. And it's not insignificant. It's a magnificent sacrifice and there's joy just all over it. In Jesus' name, if God's speaking to you about supporting this ministry, become cheerful givers and flow in the Shekinah, flow with your hands wide open. Let the increase in the first fruits and the tithe of your businesses and your marketplace flow into this apostolic ministry and get a vision for changing the world with us with these words of holiness, these words of Shekinah, and really be a history maker. And that's a huge part of all the 11 tribes of Israel that aren't in full-time ministry, that your ministry is the marketplace. Revival in the marketplace and sanctifying all the silver and the gold of your holy hands to God's temple first and your house second. To God's house first and your house second. And that is critical for overcoming and increasing in funds and increasing in favor and increasing in angels that you prioritize the house of the Levites above the house of the other 11 tribes in Jerusalem, in Israel, in Christianity, in Jesus' mighty name. And bless you guys as you give. We'll see you guys tomorrow in the greater Shekinah. Amen. Amen. Glory.
he had to start all over again because there were things that he got to the place he didn't say but they would be sometimes things he would think on and he began to cultivate that ability in God that he wasn't going to think unbelief. God can work in your life and you can drive spiritual stakes and you can begin to cultivate something and it becomes yours. Work in my life. There are always folks that know how to push the buttons and they keep pushing them until you get sad and they, those who were sad, as soon as you get sad, they get happy. Have you ever watched it? <laughs> and I saw from Isaiah 53 that he not only bore my sicknesses and my sins, but he bore my sorrow. And when I saw that in the scripture, I knew that I never needed to be sad again and full of sorrow. And if he comes along momentarily for a few minutes, I just remember, amen, that I'm going, I have will to be joyful, amen. I have willed to resist sadness. Amen. I'm not going to yield to it. And in like manner, if we're going to be carefree, this is the day to cultivate it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him a good clap offering. Hallelujah. Let's do Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me. Oh, the Lord will provide all my needs. Move forward so others can come behind you. Glory, he will give his angels charge over thee. Jehovah Jireh careth for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh careth for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. to see you go home carefree. <laughs> <laughs>